serial killer is doing this, this photography thing with his victims as an homage to me. We're on the set of Come Wander With Me. With the advent of photo sharing apps, most would consider photography to have become narcissistic and banal. And I would agree. Look at us, starving for attention, straining ourselves for the tiniest crumb of recognition, begging to be noticed by, oh snap, my White Castle delivery is here. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Come Wander podcast. Um, I'm Morgan. I'm Dylan. And we would like to start off with an apology, as we always tend to do, uh, for whatever reason, uh, for our lack of episodes. Uh, the The simple way to put it is that just like the world collapsed um, this past week, just like just so much happened and um, most... Uh, most notably, yeah. Um, most notably, <laughs> yeah. Our uh, our pup uh, was very sick, <laughs> so uh, so we spent the whole week trying to, you know, um, we've been at vets, we've been at you know phoning people and trying different, um, you know, uh, care. What do you call that? Like sort of like just different methods of care i guess yeah it's been a shit show because he's been otherwise healthy you know as long as we've known him and yeah and i think it was i've like been a mess one of the first few podcasts is when i remember i baked him that cake and we oh, talked about it for seven's show. birthday his name's yeah. seven yeah his name's seven you've heard about him before and you've heard him on the show before because <laughs> he is not a quiet dog which is why we might sound a little bit weird uh today because yeah yeah so as a result of that we're recording this in our bedroom <laughs> away from our regular studio um so you'll hear you know it's very echoey and kind of uh you might hear some of the you know dogs snoring or you know like moving around but honestly, it's the best that we could do, and we really wanted to have a podcast for everybody this week. So just, I guess that's sort of what we're just going to have to um, deal with, and hopefully it's not too terrible. Anyway, so uh, this is a continuation of our series, Comedians in Horror Being Scary. This time we're highlighting um, one of our favorites. Uh, I just, I adore him, Cal Penn, and uh, this is... What, what the girl in the, the girl in the photographs yeah but before we get any further i wanted to just say because we're, we're gonna start doing content warnings to the best of our ability um to i mean we spoil movies that's what we do but i also uh we strongly believe in content warnings yeah so um for this particular one uh before we talk any further about it i just thought People should know there's a lot of re- references to disordered eating, body image issues. There's some predatory men in here, lack of consent, and gore. Um, I'm sure that's not all inclusive, so it's always good to check um, the parents' guide on IMDb. Uh, I, I I have to do that. You know, we all have our limits, even us us horror people. And um, my friend Rose told me about a really cool site. It doesn't have every movie. But um, it's a really handy tool called DoesTheDogDie.com that's really, really uh, great with content and trigger warnings. So. Yeah, and um, 
uh, calling back to one of our early episodes as well. Um, dogs dying in horror or in any movie really is to me is really cheap and it's bad and it doesn't, you know, so I feel like the name is very apt um, for... We're clearly very, very sensitive, especially <laughs> yeah, about dogs. Yeah, so. refer back to the intro if you didn't hear. So yes, today we're speaking about The Girl in the Photographs, and that was uh, directed by Nick Simon, who also wrote the film. And um, this was the last uh, film produced by Wes Craven before he passed. And anyone who loves horror knows Wes Craven. Like, of course, that goes hand in hand. He was a... A master, uh, he's very missed, obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, Last House, Hills of Eyes, so, you know, he's beloved. And uh, this film in particular, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but... Yeah, um, this was um, uh, a limited release, so it wasn't like a super wide release, Um, but just as a side note, the last film that uh, Wes Craven directed was Scream 4, and that was in 2011. And this one was 2015. Wasn't Rory Culkin in the... Oh, you... I haven't seen you that haven't one. You haven't seen that one, right? Okay. <laughs> this podcast would just be called You Haven't Seen That One, <laughs> because I just... I don't know. I just don't watch... I, for whatever reason, I feel like I watch a lot of movies, but I never watch the right ones, maybe. Your foray maybe into horror started... Uh, I feel it, like I spend huh? my... It, that's a word, yes. Is it? Okay. Yes. Um, the uh, I feel like I spent most of my time just rewatching Rat Race. I feel like that's uh, not a joke. He does. He, oh, well, you know, he absolutely yeah. does. And like uh, w- sometimes we'll go to sleep with it on loop. So this uh, that's a wonderful thing about technology is that you can have your movie and then just repeat it over and over, and then you never like have to be without it. <laughs> but when we have that on repeat, there's a helic. There's like a helicopter scene in the middle of the movie. Oh my gosh. Where it just gets really wild and just crazy, and they're screaming and there's like loud music. And like that always wakes me up, but it's worth it because it's rat race. Thumbs up. Well, we have a thing where where we we just have movies that we have in rotation that we watch over I, and over I and over. I feel again. like our we should in, in implement a rating system and just be like, <laughs> this is four out of five rat races on VHS because that's how I that's how I consumed my uh, first uh, rat race. Uh, but anyway, we're <laughs> we're. Uh, um, straying from the path too much here. Well, the thing is, though, so, of course, we love Rat Race, but, yeah, Harold and Kumar, that's that's one of our... We watch that... What? L- literally we, five, we just, five minutes before we started yeah, this. Yeah, we, 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 we were, were watching, watching the sequel. Uh, yeah. Guantanamo Bay. Um, yes, so this the cast in this movie is obviously Cal Penn uh, of Harold and Kumar fame and also from his work in the government, and this is kind of weird and, and like this movie was right after his his stint in in government work was this 2015 this is 2015 yeah okay so like he was like yeah so it's, it's a weird kind of uh movie to, to sort of get back into movies i feel but you know and the uh, funniest thing about cal penn is uh so i'm I, I i'm i love him and uh we have we had both seen this f- film before forgotten <laughs> yes, because we. Hey, this is hey, this is what happened, and I feel like I need to tell everyone this because I feel like <laughs> this is a story. So we could not find one of the movies because it, that the ones that we had planned. What was that one called? Invisible Mother? Was oh, it that no. one? Was it called that? I think it was Invisible Mother, Invisible Mom, something. I can't remember. But it had. Um, it had Deborah Wilson De- and, and from Matt TV. People who love Matt TV love Deborah. I mean, I and it, but did you say it had never been made? I guess no, that, no, it had been made. It's oh, it made. Never, it never got released. Right. So this movie is had trailers. It's got promos. It's got all sorts of stuff. It looked great. 
So that's one of the ones that we were planning for this segment. But when we were looking for it, we were trying to find we were trying to find places to stream it. We were looking at at it on, you know, on Google, on uh, Fire TV, everything, and it just it would not come up. And I'm like thinking, like, what's going on here? This movie was made two years ago, or three years ago at this point, and it just would not come up. And then I, I kept reading and saying, like, oh, this movie hadn't been released yet. They hadn't found a publisher or something. Or I don't know what it's called publisher. I think called the I forget the the term. But anyway, so like, yeah, so we had to sort of think about, all right, what other movies can we do? Well, we love so many people. We love so many actors and so many of them are in our comedies and our funny people. Yeah, but we couldn't find a lot of people that had been in sort of like, quote unquote, straight horror, you know, stuff that isn't like a horror comedy. But the funny thing about this particular one is that we'd both seen this film before and we I know. So, so like we were looking, we we were looking for like hours <laughs> and then we're like, oh, what about Cal Penn? And then um, big fans, Harold Kumar, obviously. And I'm like, that'd be kind of funny if he was in a horror movie. And then I found this and we're like, look at this. This looks incredible. And then we were looking at each other and then uh, we're like, wait a minute. We've seen this. We saw this like right when it came out. And for whatever so reason, ultimately, we'll be we'll be uh, talking about this again in a few years. Yeah, when we've forgotten. We've seen I know. It. Yeah, we'll just have to like go back to the archives and be like, "Have we seen this movie?" Our heart always leads us to Cal Penn, basically. Is the- <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 just the character he plays is incredible. Uh, the rest of the cast, um, not a lot of big names here. Claudia Lee, uh, I believe, is in. Um, oh, was she? She was the Ginger Snaps, right? Was she Ginger Snaps? Hold on, I forget. But she's been in other things. Not a lot of horror, though. No. Um, let no. me see. I have the, the article pulled up here. So. Oh, wait. No. I, no. I don't want to talk about her. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, no, no. Uh, can I not uh, talk about her? It's, I don't have anything against outcasts, her. The uh, Yeah, fine. Uh, anyway, Ginger Heart Snaps. Dixie, just, um, yeah, some stuff stuff that's not really relevant to us. But this film also. No, 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 no. Catherine Isabel. Okay, that's who I'm thinking of. So Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps, she was in this briefly. For, very briefly. Very briefly, because Wes Craven's a very... Like, he likes to reference other horror, other things. That's his whole deal in a lot of stuff. So, like, uh, I, I'm sure it was some... What is it? A horror or fan service, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anybody who's seen Ginger Snaps would absolutely love seeing her in this, but she, it's very brief role. But more importantly, towards the end, we see Christy Carlson Romano... Yes. From Even Stevens. And I was telling him, like, he's not as familiar with Even Stevens as I am. He's he's just not into fine art like me. And Oh, yeah, of course. I, I don't know if any of y'all remember uh, the episode where... Well, here's what happened, though. So <laughs> we were watching this movie. This is a very serious, towards the end, like, all the stuff's got kind of getting resolved. We're trying to understand the story. And then, out of the blue, Dylan just starts going nuts and just start singing what Ren got an F. <laughs> what oh, yeah. was that? Ren got an F. Ren got an F. Anybody who likes even Stevens would be like, Ren got an F when they see her at yeah, the end of this movie. Yeah, but you movie. started screaming it, though, which is the thing that got to me. I didn't scream it. I was, And then I showed him, you know, the musical episode of Even Stevens. Everyone loves that. Yeah. Everyone. Every single fucking person yeah, every on this person planet in the loves world. Um, so, yeah, moving on to the actual film. Uh, because that's what you all came here for, unless you like just really outdated references, which, you know, this is d- definitely your podcast. Um, uh, yeah, so this movie starts with two sort of friends coming out of a, a slasher movie, you know, which is kind of like in itself sort of like self-referential. Um, and I just feel like that first friendship 
just had no chemistry whatsoever. Like, the, the, they come out of the movie and they're just sort of like, oh, that, that film was great. Just kind of like very generic lines. And I don't know if it was like done on purpose, but like it just kind of came off as just not being super genuine to me. Well, they weren't really... They weren't in the rest of the film, right? Not not even the friend was. So it was just kind of to set up the scene. And, and uh, this is one of those... I really liked this film because I, I feel like I've spoken about these before. I feel like it's one of those sleepover slasher comforting horror like like Wrong Turn. And it had that vibe uh, right off the bat where it started with a kill immediately, basically. Yeah, but it's not as fun, I would say. It does have kind of a, ser- a serious sort of um, like tone kind of in this movie. I don't know if it's like sort of making a statement and sort of like, you know, because like I think it was around that time where like a lot of people were sort of speaking out against like this. This is definitely a, definitely a play on like American apparel and that sort of like brouhaha where like the I think the photographers or like some of the promoters or the advertisers was being super predatory to like really young girls. Oh yeah, that's a big okay. Yeah, yeah so that's a big theme in this one. Of course, I I'm remembering. Yeah, more and again, of the theme. referring yeah. back to our content warning, if this is something that's right sensitive for you, then we would suggest maybe skipping this one. But that is sort of the setup for the whole movie. Is sort of like there's this photographer guy who is like super predatory and super like sketchy and and um you know like hypersexualizes very young girls which is our cal penn and seeing him in this kind of role <laughs> and then you know going immediately back to watching harold and kumar like it's i, I feel weird. like you have to get someone like him to play this because he's like very kind of has a very he's like, such an over angel. the top <laughs> sort of like personality and he's always really charming uh, and I feel like you need someone like that to play a character like this because otherwise it just seems very kind of depressing and sad and just sort of like almost disturbing to just see like this kind of guy in the Wait world. Wait a second. And you said that he was actually in another horror too that I really want to see, but we haven't seen. No. It's I've... Dementia something. Yeah. Um, let, uh, let me see if I can find that. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I, I, I was thinking, I think a lot of times funny people... Um, are really really good in horror because uh, John Cho he was in um, not I wouldn't say that was horror but a thriller was that Searching yeah and we that one that is pretty theaters. dark as well yeah because we we love him too and and um like like we we watch him every night so of course we're gonna <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so it's I really do uh, appreciate seeing these funny people in in the serious or darker and roles Dementomania is what yeah, it was, what it was called I just saw a trailer for that one too and uh, I, I think um Cal Penn is in isn't um the lead lead in that one but it looks really good it looks really excellent I th- and i think yeah, he's, no, he's a, good for that her. was a british one so maybe a lot of people if you're not a huge fan of his you may have you may have not sort of been like exposed to that just in like you know like regular movie theaters or advertising so because i hadn't heard of that one before until we started doing research um, and yeah, so there's and also dogs barking in this movie. No dogs on screen, I believe. I didn't see any. Um, but our dog went nuts. And that's another warning that we should add to our specific uh, reviews or, or not reviews or like our, our coverage, I guess, of these movies, because um, we are very sensitive to movies where dogs bark because our dogs just will not have a good time, which oh, means it's, it's we Wednesday. will not have a good time. No, it's totally Wednesday that starts it. No, but then the little one also gets Because gets of mad. Wednesday. She yeah, does everything she Wednesday does, does. The little one doesn't know why she's barking. She knows that <laughs> Wednesday's barking, so she has to bark now. Why do we do anything? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that's in the beginning. I think it, that was Ginger Snaps, right? The first person yeah, walking so out of the theater. She was just, it was like, you know, Drew Barrymore and Scream. It was just a second, you know, for people yeah. who, who appreciate her. It's like, ah, <laughs> and then she's gone. But it, it's super cool to see her. Ginger Snaps is one of my favorites. Of course, yeah, I'm not going to get on that tangent. That's one that but. we're, that was actually, actually one of the first ones that we were thinking about doing for this podcast. We, I don't know why we pushed it back. Uh, but that's one of that one of the first um, series that we're thinking of doing was around like, like, you know, I'm not gonna spoil it. You know, in the future it'll come. It'll, we'll it'll spoil come. it in the future. Don't in worry. the future we'll spoil it. Yes, um, but um, the killer in this, at least, or one of the killers. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, uh, is shirtless with jeans, which in itself like is just horrendous. Like it's just like no. Like I just it was my nightmare. I, I could not stand it too much for me and um yeah so like you see that just like just just lily white belly just in the dark <laughs> and it just like just throws you off completely um good start to the movie and uh another thing that was scary is that when um ginger snaps right before she gets murdered she's going through a fridge and it's just all produce the only thing she has in her fridge is produce, and and it makes me upset because I try to buy it too, and, and I went to a farm once. I picked up Persian cucumbers, and I had this plan to eat them, and I never did. So, of course, they went bad. Yeah, like all the produce, like we buy it, and then the next night, it's just gone. It's just, it's just like, it's just, it just... The next night. Or the, the next day or whatever, you know, it's just, it's just not, it just doesn't last. Um, maybe someone needs to teach me how to eat uh, stuff that isn't just all prepackaged. Uh, because that's just the way I'm just I'm a modern person in a modern world I can't you know I can't sit around for vegetables that's it's it's too long um um and you wrote here that ginger snaps started with a bunch of gory pictures yeah it's interesting I I, I'm sure this is a stretch so bear with me but uh so ginger snaps the first ginger snaps started with uh the girls school project which entailed like all these fucked up bloody gory uh pictures and it was a shocking kind of uh opening and so, so this whole uh the nature of this film of the girl in the photographs is all about gory pictures and i didn't know if them having ginger in, in this one feel like that could be it feels like a stretch kind of it, like a reference yeah yeah maybe maybe yeah also this one had a really good soundtrack as well just kind of very the like, soundtrack was really something about it felt nostalgic even if it was from 2015 it felt almost middle school to me is it because like west craven like has maybe like a certain sort of like feeling that that, that but, but he's produced this he did not direct it but he, so ha- he did have an influence. he must have some sort of like yeah he must have had a hand in it um and then yeah so like uh um so girl gets murdered and then what the the another big part of the plot is that this grocery store worker keeps finding these pictures because there's been like multiple pictures of people just being like you know, murdered and brutalized, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, I, I, I feel like I'm being like targeted and bullied. And like, I, I'm finding all these like terrible pictures. What's going on? She goes to the cops and the cops obviously just are useless. And they're just like, Oh, well, we don't know if those are real cops or, there's, or they're not real cops. <laughs> of course, they're fake, they're fake cops, which are like, these cops are like cartoonishly fake. They're not even trying to be like anything like realistic. Um, but they're like, oh, we don't know if these are real pictures. It could be doctored, blah, blah, blah. They're like, uh, what do they keep saying? If there's no body, there's no crime or whatever. Um, just just equally as helpful as real cops. So yeah. <laughs> very appreciated part also, of Also, today, I want to pick up... Uh, uh, one of our pups uh, prescriptions 
We're really good dog parents, I promise. They just happen to get sick at the same time. We're, oh, we, all three to, of them are yeah. having issues right now. Yeah, yeah, but I promise we take good care of them, and we're feeding them really nice food. And I have OCD. They, they know I take good yeah. care. I'm, I'm an anxious um, person. But in a way, I went to pick up our dog's prescriptions, and then um, the, the, the cops pulled someone over and just blocked the driveway. And I just had to wait for them to move, and I'm... <laughs> Just like, what an idiot. Like, what do you block a driveway? Don't block a driveway. This is serious. They're, they're about to close. Um, um, but yeah, and then, uh, so after that first scene at the um, police station, I think they cut to where the uh, the killers or whatever are holding. So I don't think they kill the people right away. They kidnap them, and then they take them to a dungeon, which are dungeons that common yeah, I, in I, real life. I wrote a note where it's like, why do all serial killers just have very easy access to to a dungeon? Are they renting? Yeah, Are like they buying? How, how do you? Is it like an East Coast thing? Like where you have a basement <laughs> so you can like turn it into a dungeon? Like when you go on like Realtor.com or whatever, like do you like type in dungeon and does the agent come out like, oh well, you know, here's a, here's our um, open concept kitchen. We have uh, marble countertops, and down here is a dungeon, <laughs> <laughs> and all these huge, uh, huge. It has no lighting. Huge ass dungeons are undetected by everyone yeah, forever. What is that? These, yeah, I don't know. But also, there were two shirtless men in the dungeon scene. Oh, that other guy. And you know, if there's a shirtless man, anytime, shirtless men are up to no good. If you if you see a shirtless man in real life. You got to run. You can't. You can't handle. You can't do that. Um, but yeah, so there's a dungeon and they're all like moist. <laughs> they're all like really humid dungeon. You just feel the moisture and just kind of like the dampness. Just a real, just a real gorgeous film. Um, but yeah, and then so after um, that scene, I, I hate to just have this sort of like walkthrough kind of thing. But like, I feel like that's like the, this movie just kind of calls for that just because there's a lot going on. But uh, oh, I love that this note feels really necessary. Kumar got some cute ass aviators in this. That's, yeah, that's helpful. And you can uh, tell who notes. wrote that one. Yeah, he wrote uh, it. So <laughs> yeah, you gotta like aviators are are for like cops and narcs. By the way, like just don't wear an aviator. Cal Penn had thousands and thousands of glasses in this. Film. Yeah, uh, yeah, glasses were a big thing. There were this. even there's even scenes that's, where he that's changes also, glasses. That's also a recurring theme in the show is glasses because remember in Wrong Turn they had that table with like thousands of glasses laid out like your family does. <laughs> you can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like, so Cal Penn is this like American apparel. No way, because uh, Paul in, in Badlands of Cain had had those gorgeous glasses too with his. his yeah, but those weren't sunglasses though. Those were regular. Oh no, and these were glasses too. Well, he had yeah. glasses and sunglasses, yeah. like my family. You gotta, you, you gotta like know how to accessorize. Is, is the point here? But anyway, Cal Penn is an American apparel knockoff photographer that's clearly what they're sort of um paying a mosh not a mosh <laughs> they're making reference to yeah don't celebrate american dad, apparel please <laughs> I, I said this before in another thing dad, dad my dad calls it american apparel by the way yeah have we done this podcast already <laughs> like i Is feel this, like we've yeah, done this before and talked about this exact movie i know we gotta look we gotta look we've only had like seven episodes at this point i feel like we Was might have already seven? done this yeah <laughs> Uh, but it, <gasps> this is our seventh episode for our sick dog seven. Oh, that's like, seven. good luck, right? Yeah, he's right. He's literally two feet away from us. I'm petting right him now. right now. Yeah, 
um, it's weird doing a podcast with like sitting in a, in a bed. It's just, it's just not very conducive <laughs> to that to the sort of uh, thing that we're trying to do here. So American Apparel knockoff. He's a photographer. He's an asshole, and it, and it's just like weird. And like he delivers his lines, I think d- deliberately. He's a comedian, so obviously he's he's he he knows uh, delivery very well. Um, but this is just like so unbelievable and so just ridiculous, and he just is such a jerk in this, um, which which makes it hard to believe and sort of adds to the sort of humor of this, even though. The movie doesn't sort of have a very a humorous sort of feel on its own, you know? It's hard because you he is not likable really in any way, except if you're already a fan of his. So, so like the casting, this is a guy that a lot of us really love, but this character, he has uh, no respect for consent. He's a predatory guy. He is... Uh, selfish and arrogant and he's but like we come from a place where we really love this actor so it's it's you you come you leave feeling very strange things yeah yeah and uh, and then you watch harold and kumar again right yeah, right after you finish you, this film you watch this and you're like i why, can't, why don't i just watch harold and kumar just my entire life and that'll just have a very good um very good life uh, here and um but yeah uh just he's really weird he's just like a real like a hipster asshole and um and so yeah we get introduced to that he's his name is peter peter hemming 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 hemmings yeah um in this and he's got a little assistant and the assistant's very sensitive he's just like a really sweet guy and he's just kind of shy and yeah there's it, something it, wrong with me because i hated that assistant I'm like, i know you're the, so the annoying act, the actor is fine I'm, I'm i'm sure but the character drove me i don't even i can't even tell you a good reason for it but he annoyed and me speaking of annoying um we cut back to the um, to the the grocery store clerk after she's done talking to the police, and her boyfriend's driving her around town. <laughs> oh yeah, this and guy. this is like the most like like a bargain bin fucking Eminem looking guy. It just like it it it, it just I can, I cannot do it. <laughs> I can't I can't just stand these people. She couldn't stand them movie. either. She, even his girlfriend. I didn't know. Like him. Just like Jesus. Um, yeah, the it, the men in this were super. I don't recall. I mean, there really wasn't a good guy. Well, the good in this. guy, quote unquote, was that he wasn't though. He wasn't. Yeah, and he was really annoying too. I think they were trying to sell us as saying like, oh, this guy's actually really sensitive. He's actually a really good guy, but like, he just was super annoying. Um, but yeah, like I feel like, and they were talking about how like this town sucks, right? They were like, oh, this little town sucks. You know, all these sketchy things keep happening. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like. Why not move? <laughs> because it takes. That's it just, they it talk about it. It, t- it takes. Just, no, it's not that easy to move, honey. It, it takes time. It takes money, and it's hard. And then she could have just sold her iPhone, sold her like laptop, and like just <laughs> just gone to a different town or something. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, and then at this point, she's trying to contact one of her one of her friends. One of the friends that I think was one of the friends that that got a. Uh, kidnapped by these like killers that um um the shirtless killers with the dungeon and um they're like texting back and forth because uh he can't find or she can't find her friend um and they're texting and then uh one of the messages would be like all right well i'll buzz you after work and i'm thinking like that's so unreal. like who says oh i'm gonna buzz you no, it wasn't even like a thing said in 2015 or I know, ever like, i know it's like a pager <laughs> shit like that's like that's like beeper all beepy or whatever like no no one does that that's not real get out of here um 
Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, they had his, like, super long scenes, too, throughout yeah. the whole movie. Oddly, that just, like, very little dialogue. For a slasher, a lot of it, it, it took place over kind of a longer period of time. It was kind of a slow burn. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that about this I one. I feel like this is one that you can watch, like, maybe a couple of times. Just as, like, well, we did, apparently. You, yeah, I know. <laughs> we had to, because I, I clearly just erased it from my memory. Um, Which just is because strange. It, it does because have sort of, like... We uh, both really enjoyed it, so why would we forget it? It's strange to me. Yeah. No, it's not. It's yeah, it's not badly done by any means. I just don't know why. It just didn't seem to really uh, um, stick with me very much. Um, and yeah, and then um, the killers. I forget what who they got after this. Um, there's a lot of uh, kidnapping and killing going on, but um, I know that they wore a mask. They didn't wear a mask in the first scene, I don't think, but they wore a mask in the second scene. And like masks, obviously, like we like masks. Master cute. They're like they had like a mannequin face, kind of with like weeping eyes, like like with like the makeup that's all like. Morgan um, hasn't seen this one yet, but some the ma- the masks kind of reminded me of the masks that they wear in the Strangers, which is one of the few films that have like that has ever scared me. So uh, it, the, the masks were pretty cool in this. Yeah, um, yeah. No, they were uh, kind of a uh, kind of fun. Um, and yeah, um, and uh, I think Kyle Penn um, hears. So so what happens is Kyle Penn is is obviously he's a is a hot shit photographer from LA. Uh, hears about all these murders happening in this hometown and and um, these photographs that keep being um, you know just kind of put out and, and, and no one knows where they come from. So he's intrigued. He's like, all right, someone's trying to make me look like a you know. I, you know he says a line later on that I, I have to do word by word because it's so amazing um but like he comes back to his, his hometown i think it's like well, whitefish or spearfish or something uh um in minnesota or something some little small town um so he's in town and he's trying to sort of like uh, uh kind of like suss out the situation and they're at a uh, at a grocery store trying to like get information because i think they hear that the, that the, the photographs are popping up in the grocery store um and um, I remember thinking that this scene, uh, the, what I took away from it was that Cal Penn was standing really funny. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't notice that. <laughs> he was just like standing really weird. And I don't know if he did that on purpose or if he's just like trying to have fun with the role. But he was just like, he was just like standing really weird and like... Um, in, in oh, when just, he was hiding behind yeah, the Yeah, he cat? was hiding behind like, oh, the... Yeah. That's, he wasn't standing where he was hiding trying to spy no, on that No, but lady. he was like standing really weird though. Like, I don't know. It just didn't seem natural. Um, so, yeah. So, that he, he, did, he did a bunch of that. Just, just really goofy. And it was just su- super bizarre. And like, um, I think the, the nice guy, quote unquote, the nice guy assistant is talking to the cashier who is who's the girl that keeps finding all the photographs. And... Um, and then Cal Penn is just standing, like just, just like comically close, and, like trying to like hide the, or pretend that he's hiding, and just to to like um, uh, eavesdrop on whether what they're talking about. And he's like reading a magazine, and he's like holding but it upside holding it down <laughs> like a cartoon. He's yeah. just like pretending, like I don't know. He might as well have been like this: the kid we saw in that Goosebumps episode, where he's reading a comic in his math book or whatever. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, which just makes for great cinema, obviously. And the gumdrops in that movie look great. Did we get? I think we got oh. gumdrops after that. 
I think we ended up getting like no, gummy, no. gummy. I wish we did. We got gummies. We got uh, uh, gummies, but no, there was like the, at the cash register, the lady had uh, an open thing of gumdrops. <laughs> uh, of course, it looks <laughs> like no those like I, dollar store gumdrops, like those like really like those Walgreens brand. <laughs> no, they gum- looked good though. They looked super good. <laughs> yeah, um, not the most clean type of thing to have on your. <laughs> just like open thing of gumdrops but right yeah and then when they walk out of the the grocery store they find the, the killer's car obviously they don't know it's a killer's car and it's like a blood red and i think they make reference to it being a blood red right like i uh, think they do yes and it's just like oh it's such a cliche that like there's like these murders happening and you have a blood red truck with like horns in the front like you know like pasted on didn't cal Penn say something like it's such a cliche that it becomes right. cool again i or know something. yeah which like, i feel like it was a reference to this movie that it was like it's so bad it's good kind of like as far as that pretension i don't think goes. it's bad i thought i really like i really liked this well, one. some of the some of the parts were kind of like giffy i think it, i genuinely think that was on purpose yeah and like another thing that really like kind of like got got me was like they kept talking about how this town is a shithole like he was like oh this town's a shithole this town sucks blah 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 and like um and they were shooting these like gorgeous scenes of like forests and like creeks and rivers and trees and there's like really beautifully built like cabin sort of vacation house and i'm thinking like have you been to la like you actually walked around the city it's like garbage la is like really disgusting just a terrible place if so, any of you are from la I'm, I'm sorry for him no i did not i do not i will not apologize la is trash <laughs> and you know that well i'm trash too and so going back to the the like shirtless killer masky guys um i guess they were keeping uh humans captive in these little cages and giving them kitten food which i thought was funny because while i was watching that scene i was eating salmon salad on crackers which is like practically kitten food yeah pretty good just like yeah i mean for a, for a snack if, if you're not wanting a meal <laughs> but you're wanting a small snack it's not it's not terrible if you would like to sponsor a segment <laughs> on our show um you know the names come wander pod the what was place the brand again at gmail b? no we're not <laughs> is b some busy b or something no we're not, we're not giving people free advertising I will free I advertise for Red Bull. That's I really would. Yeah. Nazine too. If, if it curbs nausea yeah, that's in four our, minutes. That's our goal. So get Nazine and Red Bull to sponsor this show. We're just that scene in Wayne's world. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish we were that we were that smart. Why did I write the, the killer in this has Bill Skarsgård vibes? No, he does. There's no. 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 He looks like Benedict Cumberbatch. He looks like, yeah. like an alien cousin kind of. Um, uh what's and then you said the strangle kill was that the one in the cage i think so yeah i think that was when he killed that that guy killed somebody with uh the belts or something oh yeah 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 there was there was a lot of unique kills in this one um really parts of it honestly really really did remind me of a wrong turn for sure yeah and um honestly the the, uh, another really scary part to me here's the thing usually how you can tell how seriously i take these things is that the scary parts or the parts that really stick out to me are like things that like no one would notice so like right after the friend gets killed in the little cage they they cut back to the grocery clerk um her name's colleen and that's the girl who keeps writing all the photographs her name's colleen and she's on her MacBook, like surfing or like chatting with somebody. And um, they show like a shot of her typing on her MacBook. And then there's like a giant, you know, those like 
like lime green like monster energy energy drink green uh razor stickers like the razor you know the brand raised like the gamer brand razor um yeah just like on her macbook which to me is just like sacrilege like how could you do, <laughs> could you do that you're just a you're just a nice version of the the cal pen character yeah and i'm just a giant dweeb is what i am <laughs> and it was a, just for anyone wondering it was the white clamshell MacBooks, which were out outdated by 2015, so I feel like mom had one of those for a long time. Yeah, those are good. Those last a long time. Um, yeah, uh, and then you put here again that um, this is a really fun teen horror, um, which you know we had this whole um, whole discussion, and um, yeah. So uh, then they have some party to invite everyone in town to try to get some clues. And uh, so, like, there's like this party happening, and every like all the all the LA people are sort of like kind of like over it, you know, this party sucks or whatever. And all the like the the townies are all like, oh, this is the best party I've ever been to, blah blah. But the one guy is looking at pictures of his ex. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, this is the part that we, we like had to pause to laugh at this because this was hysterical. So. The, yeah, the the nice guy assistant uh, was looking at pictures of his ex. Um, during the whole party but i know what you're thinking that he pulled out his iphone and started looking at pictures of his ex in a sort of private way no he was sitting on the biggest couch at the party with a full-on fucking laptop like a 15 incher just sitting on the couch looking at pictures of his ex like at a party on your laptop like get out of here that's ridiculous no one does that that is stupid. <laughs> that it, just makes no sense. It's a bit much. Yeah. And uh, if you're a camera nerd, um, which obviously I am, um, you'll enjoy. There's, <clears throat> They do have a lot of different cameras in this. And I think I saw a, a Hasselblad. You know what I just realized? They have a lot of... I'll let you finish, but they had a lot of different... Uh, cameras that because they have a lot and and cal pen had a lot of different glasses this is about photography and and photographs and stuff lenses this is changing lenses constantly throughout the film as a, and you think that's a sort of like a metaphor is for that, like they're uh, seeing different points of view i really i really do think so and i think that's why he changed glasses all the time i thought at first it was kind of funny but now i'm that's my I guess mean, it could be Send us uh, at us online. Uh, send us a tweet or something, and t- tell us if you feel like that's that was the what was happening here. Because it also could be one of those moments where I'm just like proud of myself. Subtle. The thing is, like, <laughs> I feel like slashers are never subtle. Like they're always just super over the top, um, and I just feel like, yeah. Um, and, oh, cameras, uh, cameras. Yeah, and this is. I think you wrote this, um, and it's a very good point because throughout the whole move, throughout this whole party. Cal Penn was um, uh, sort of like being really pushy with the girls because uh, like they were had some some girls from town who were like obviously very young and sort of like just were not sort of exposed to like you know how predatory some of like LA some big shot like photographers or big shot sort of like you know like um, and the modeling industry is yeah. is very known for that yeah so uh yeah you you wrote that he the cat the uh, cal pen's character had no uh respect for consent because None. they kept saying don't take pictures of me or or i don't like this or whatever or like get the camera away from me and he just kept kind of being really pushy and i feel like um yeah i feel like that was a very good point um and there's lots of films that explore this 
type of thing that uh that aren't necessary that aren't slashers but still explore it uh, a lot of horror films too like neon demon and black swan and suspiria and similar sorts of themes in there that was in this one but this one's it doesn't take itself as, as seriously it's more of a it's a slasher so it's it's not um like a dark cerebral thing but it does definitely looks into these things just like those other ones yeah do too. yeah and whether that's um accidental or, or, or on purpose you know that's that's up in the air but uh, they had a line about how AT&T wasn't um, it didn't have service in that area and they were talking about how shitty AT&T is and I feel like you know they didn't have to uh, they didn't have to call them out like that uh, you know AT&T is trying their best and yeah <laughs> so like in this movie even even the nice guy was like sort of very complacent and and you know um, honestly the cl- complacency I think it's just he was no more nice or, or more good or whatever. It's a terrible way of putting it, but he was no better than Cal Penn's character, any any predatory man's character in this. He was allowing things to happen, watching things happen, helping, you know, um, them do harmful things to these <laughs> these women. And, and uh, he was, I feel, he was just as predatory but via yeah. his complacency. Oh, well, yeah, and they had, like, you know, they had, like, obviously the actual predatory killers in the movie. Yes. And then you had, like, some people who are predatory in different ways. But the subtleties kind of range, but I think... That, yeah, they were just as bad. Because, like Morgan said earlier, even even the nice, good guy wasn't. There yeah. were just shades of this. Yeah. Or uh, it was it was all kind of on a spectrum there, but but I don't think that there was any character that was really good, any male, yeah. uh, any uh, man character that was good. Yeah, especially uh, when um, I think it was one of the girls was doing her uh, nighttime uh, Neutrogena skincare routine, and one of the guys was just like stalking her when she was doing that. It was just like not cool, guys. Um, again, not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> and I wrote Neutrogena. I didn't know she was doing Neutrogena. I, just, I mean, she had to. I've got no. Uh, I'm not organized with my notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah. So like, I think after the party, they start like sort of like because um, I think a murder took place the night of the party, and so like uh, Peter or Cal Penn is really upset because he's like, oh, the guy's taunting me, right? He's taunting me from he's from my town he's taken my style he's taken my thing and then he has this line which is absolutely just incredible script writing uh he's he's having he's like having this sort of like existential sort of crisis or they sort of like um he's doubting his abilities kind of being like oh i used to be a mac you, you know, you remember those like, and I, and I feel like we brought this up before too. But those like, um, like mid two thousands, like mid aughts. Uh, oh wait, is Mac that what commercials? He was, that's what he was referencing. He might have, um, with like, um, Justin Long and John Hodgman, where they're like, oh look, I'm a PC, I'm a Mac, you know, and they're like, kind of like being like, oh, I'm a PC, so I'm I'm like a fucking nerd, and then it's like, oh, I'm a Mac, and I wear like hoodies, and I'm like really cool. But anyway, so like Cal Penn was like being like, I used to be a Mac. I used to be like hip. I used to be cool. And now like he, this guy's making me look like a Dell PC, <laughs> which is like, just like, it's so good. And I feel like no one's going to get it. And I feel like some of the audience is going to be like, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with the Dell PC? I have a Dell PC at home. <laughs> like, um, and then he's like, no one makes me look like a fucking Dell computer and gets away with it, which I thought was just like the best shit. And it's like, extremely up my alley and and that just made the movie for me and like i can't believe that the first time we watched this i didn't just have that stick with me because that line is just unbelievable it's so good um 
and uh, yeah, and then uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, his brother is the killer in this movie, and he's just like a real weird, a real weirdo, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's no Billy Loomis, and, uh, and then he's like uh, like stalking the the Colleen um, at the grocery store, and um, um, and he keeps buying that one can of cat food and so colleen's like oh you know you can go to big lots and get a get a bulk of this and you can save yourself like 20 bucks or whatever because you always come here and buy the thing and he's like oh no it's okay colleen and like they're like on a first name basis and like the guy's (laughs) just really weird and, and like, if I were him, I would have gone to Big Lots because Big Lots is really fun for my we've recollection. We've never been to Big Lots. I know, but I've, I've we've been, been together. I've been once. I liked it. A few times, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll go to Big Lots. We'll do an outing. We'll do a video. I don't want to go to Big Lots anymore. We can't now. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, oh yeah. And like, so like he brings the, the cat food back to the dungeon. And then, um, so the... the the other killer is his brother, I think, or like the sidekick or I whatever. I don't know. We well, don't I don't have, know what it do is. Do I don't know what the relation is. Yeah. But he's eating a sandwich, and he's just like sh- like a toddler, just shoving it in his face, like in a we- just like a really weird way, and just very off-putting. Um, and yeah, um, it's really bad. And then they shoot. Uh, they uh, cut back to Cal Penn, and he's in this like. Um, really fancy rental and he's wearing like this terrible teal shirt and I'm just thinking like if he, this is a photographer if this is a fashion person he's not wearing a teal button down a fashion person it's a fashion person you know but look at what he wore for the re- it's his wardrobe was kind of interesting in this because I've no I looked at it pretty carefully and he wore a lot of uh, like plaid flannels and stuff it just didn't it didn't seem to fit some of the yeah, the glamour of his uh, his glasses and things gross. like that. Like it, it really was. And I, he I was know, an I know Old Navy. Like you know how much I love old Old Navy. This was an Old Navy outfit. And like if you're if you're a fashion person, which I guess is what I say now, <laughs> um, how you're not going to Old Navy. Um, and uh, then they cut back to the uh, the killers again. It's just a lot of back and forth in this movie. So you got to sort of like kind of follow these storylines. And so they cut back to the dungeon man, and they're cutting up uh, M- like the the dollar store M M&M and M guy because I guess he like got in their in their way at some point because uh, Colleen sees Colleen's boyfriend, and the guy's obsessed with Colleen. Um, so they're like cutting him up, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna fit in two trash bags." And then I'm thinking like, if they were to cut me up, there's no fucking way I'm fitting in two trash bags. Like they gotta get ten. He's very like, tall. They gotta go to big. No, I'm I'm big. I'm big lots. <laughs> You gotta go to Big Lots and buy and buy you can get the bulk trash bags in bulk and get get them in bulk and then you gotta put me in those trash bags and you gotta do multiple trips. There's no way you're carrying me in. I one. was just thinking that like it would make more sense to cut the body in more pieces because it's they'd be harder to detect and then harder to track back to well, them. You know Does that make me sound like a serial? <laughs> they know how incompetent these cops are. You know, so yeah. like, they made a big deal about that. Um, and then, yeah, and then the final scene is, like, they're all, like, they convince Colleen to come back to L.A., and they're, like, super excited, and this is, like, the where the movie starts to take this sort of tone of, like, oh, there's hope, like, we're gonna get better, and things are gonna work out and stuff, and, like, so, like, everyone's super excited, everyone's, like, you know, being, like, oh, when we get back to L.A., things are gonna be so much better, and then, obviously, that's where things start going wrong, and then, so, Cal Penn is, like, bullying his girlfriend into doing some sort of, like, bikini photo shoot, and they're, like, doing it, and then, um, Cal Penn is in this, like, white bathrobe sort of thing, and they're doing hot tub time, they're, like, oh, it's hot tub time, so they're going to the hot tub, 
and then there's all this fog <laughs> all of a sudden just there's just fog everywhere and i just feel like hot tub time and fog don't really mix i just feel like that's like a clash of like aesthetics or a clash of like like feeling well a lot of times too i've noticed that in horror films not uh, hot tubs yeah but also in swimming pools there's this fog that kind of like yeah, I've but it's never too much seen fog that. is it because like we live in a different area that we just never see that you and i have both lived in multiple areas well, yeah we've but never it's had a been pool. on the west coast though um yeah yeah but anyway yeah so like so cal gets no i'm from florida i'm from florida yeah I don't know. Maybe you didn't pay that much attention to to, to hot tub time. Um, so Kyle gets stabbed in the back, the very uh, poignant or whatever. I don't know what that <laughs> is. Uh, and he's just stabbed in the back, and then he's like being murdered and being dying, and then this flash keeps going off because he keeps like trying. I think he's this, that's his way of sort of his defense mechanism is to keep firing his flash. Is that what happened? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And then so like they drag him away. And then um, they start stalking the girlfriend and then they start like keep shooting the flash at the girlfriend and she's like, oh, knock it off. And like, I know flash is super annoying. So like, you know, don't do that. And then they kill her. They grab a towel. Right. And like wrap and they just like choke her to death with the towel, which was kind of neat. I've never seen that before. Like towel death is, is kind of like. They definitely, they had super unique uh, kills in this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, then they cut back to the mansion again and, and Colleen's shutting the window and she like cuts herself by sh- shutting a window. But then it, it never tied back to the story why she ended up cutting herself, closing the window. You know, like I just feel like that was just kind of like. <laughs> she was flustered, I think, trying to. Or what if like they were shooting and then she actually cut herself no. by closing a window and they were just like, let's just keep it. Like, just why not? I don't know. So I feel like maybe this movie's not as smart as we're giving it credit for. And um and yeah, and that's where sort of like all the deaths start happening. Obviously all the LA people sort of get murdered by these guys. And um yeah, uh, at the end, it's very cute. They um line up all the bodies of all the people and then they um arrange them in the sort of living living room scene. And they're really cute. And they're like, oh, Colleen, come take a picture with all these dead bodies. And I, and I remember now that part reminded me of, of a scene in Ma. That's... Uh, oh, yeah. Another another one of those films uh, I absolutely love. Octavia Spencer. Just, we love her, too. Yeah, so. Ma is fantastic. And that's Yes. There's some there's some really good horror films that are not talked about enough. And then that Ma is for sure one of them. I really like this one as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, very reminiscent of that. And um, and yeah, that's sort of the movie. It sort of all revolves on around like portraits and sort of like, I don't know, just like, just I guess like how photographs convey the the soul of people. I don't know. Good movie though, and um, I hope I don't forget it again because I actually did have a good time watching this. And then um, at the end, that's when Ren got an F. Uh, it, pops up and then and then we went to the moon in 1969 yeah i made a bowl of soup <laughs> delicious you really have to if you haven't seen that episode of even stevens even if you don't like even we'll, stevens we'll put it in the show notes we'll, we'll, we'll link you to the youtube clip so uh so yeah that's our sort of uh thoughts on the girl in the photographs real fun real cute movie love cal pen uh, a lot of other people that we don't really know, but there were, you know, it was a, it was a really good movie, I think. Uh, and it's uh, streaming, I think, on Amazon Prime right now. So if you want to watch it. Was it got, Prime? I thought for some reason, I thought it was like IMDb TV or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, IMDb TV. Be... So it's free. 
Yeah. Yeah. A so few you, you watch it for free and just yeah. you'll just get ads. Um, so yeah, good movie. I enjoyed it. I think we all enjoyed it. Um, really good watch. So we're moving on to the news. Uh, but before we get to horror news, we want to talk about show news. So um, after some deliberation and after some um, talks in sort of where, the direction in which we're wanting to take the show, we um, have decided to try out a bi-weekly show schedule. So instead of doing a weekly show, we're doing it every two weeks. Um, so it's like two episodes a month. Um, and um, that's just to sort of allow ourselves a little bit more breathing room to try to do some uh, more video pieces, to try to do, you know, some more uh, work, like uh, being online and sort of, uh, you know, interacting with um, sort of people. And, you know, because we've been seeing really good uh, responses from that. Um, um, and we've been uh, getting a lot of interaction. And we just figure, you know what, you know, the, the podcast obviously is always going to be the main thing. But it, I think it would be um, a good thing to just sort of build a good community and sort of, um, you know, sort of find our place, I guess, in, in the horror podcast uh, sphere, if you will. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're um, trying to make a move towards that. So I think content- still, still bi-weekly, though, on uh, Wednesdays in honor of our dog Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Speaking but- of Wednesday, should we talk about Wednesday? Yeah. So, uh First in horror news is uh, we we learned this week that Jenna Ortega, who is amazing, and if you're a fan of the the TV show You, you see her on uh, season two. She's going to be playing um, in live action a Wednesday Adams um, on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, so it's a an eight episode run. Uh, it's a Tim Burton produced, and I think it's going to be more on the uh, the comedic sort of. So it's not going to be like a well, you know, like that. Um, Adams family always has that has that kind of yeah but it's not you know like sabrina they did that sort of like oh, gritty right. mm-hmm. sabrina like really dark sabrina i feel like this is going to be more along the lines of the original adams family which was like kind of um just like a comedy i don't see it being sort of like sitcom-y kind of like obviously like the first adam family was um this is probably going to be more like cinematic well and she's just such uh he's actually not familiar with her but i am and i think she's she's going to be a perfect wednesday yeah, and no, i'm so she, excited I, I feel like she would she, she yeah she like will she would. yeah she will be yeah. yeah um so yeah we're looking forward to that obviously because we're big on wednesday and our dog is named wednesday <laughs> and so that's just we we will just, be watching it i am so uh, when i read i mean it was such a hard week but when i read that i was just like oh my gosh i love her so much and this is just amazing news yeah. so and speaking of things that i have also not seen um attack the block 2 was officially announced um t- this week or last week right uh, yeah what this week or last week and yeah so they're they're gonna be doing attack the block 2 and that was the original director that that is gonna be uh, doing that as well right i, I think he's the one that so. announced it i think so i think so and uh so i read the news for that uh i think i think it was last week and i i love attack the block i saw it i think at the you know, the loft at the at an indie theater from where we're, we're from um from tucson arizona a place called the loft some of you might know it but yeah, I, and it's it's been a decade it says 10 years has since it the last been one. that long oh my gosh isn't that crazy that is yes 
<laughs> I, Attack the Block was amazing. I'm so excited for the sequel. It's going to be incredible. I mean, we, that's one of those films I really do need to show it to him because it's one of my favorites and, and hearing yeah, about a sequel for it. Yeah, we've made references to it in one we, of our we videos. Ha- I, it's so good. It's so good. If you haven't seen Attack the Block I'm a, yet. I'm a poser. I'm just a big poser. That's all <laughs> he's I am. A, he's an Attack the Block poser. So so he'll be seeing he'll be seeing that. We're so attack, excited for the... But don't attack the poser please, <laughs> because I am very sensitive. He is. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, in uh, a sort of a follow-up from our last episode, we finally got release dates for uh, Fear Street. So that is going. What to- are the date? Yeah. So the Fear Street series, I think we we referenced in another episode that that's going to be coming out soon. R.L. Stein, we love him, and we are so excited for this. And I, it's July. Do you remember? Do you know the? Yes. Yeah, exact- so the first part. So it's it's a three part. It's a trilogy of movies. Um, the first part's going to uh, debut on July 2nd, and then the sequel is going to be a week after that, and then the last part is going to be um, a week after that. So it's going to be um, weekly releases. It's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, so all in the month of July. Um, so, you know, that's good. Keep an eye out for that. I'm glad that they're doing it. Like uh, Netflix tends to just drop everything at once, which I feel like sometimes is not like the best way to go about stuff. Just because I feel like I get overwhelmed. I really like easily. the way they're doing this, though. Yeah, so they're doing a little bit. They're having a little bit of breathing room in between, which I think is really good. And um, but like that, God, that summer horror feel. It's it's so Fear Street. I just have a, this is there's so much good horror. Yeah, news. I feel like Goosebumps has always had. Uh, it could be because I read them during summer vacation. But this is Fear Street, not Goosebumps. Um. Well, R.L. Stein, yeah, maybe has always had like a summery vibe to me, just because like a he lot does. of, and I think my first one was a uh, Ch- say cheese and die, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, um, and that was a, a like a was it at a camp or like a some sort of like picnic or a barbecue or something? I think it was like a summer. I remember the cover, but I don't remember the, the. Yeah, I think it was like a summary. Um, and we've been rewatching um the original Goosebumps uh, series, the the TV show. Uh, yeah. Of it. And so this is, it's going to be so good. I think that he's just a master at nostalgia, even, even before things were nostalgic for us and they were still in that time. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. It's going to be really yeah. good. So, and I'm, I'm interested to see how they do the, the, um, 1966 or not, not the 1960s, the 1666 episode mm-hmm. or the a movie, because that's, uh, just obviously a huge shift in tone and huge shift in, um, setting and everything. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it for uh, news this week. And uh, now on to our segment that I do every week uh, titled, I Feel Like a Dell Computer. My whole life, I feel like I've been in a world of Apple products. The cool kids at school were all MacBooks and iPods. I, on the other hand, have always felt like a no-name MP3 player or like a Dell PC tower with a model number so long that you can never make heads or tails of it. This isn't to say that I'm unique or special, I just feel like I've always been second rate. You are all Apple products to me. You're all attractive, practical, sometimes unattainable. Stay that way, listener. So yeah, that was my segment. I feel like a Dell computer. And um, just before we sign off, we have to talk about we have the to talk most about this. devastating news that I feel like we've gotten in years. So like, this week was bad. This week was bad. This and- week, obviously bad, obviously because of our, 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 our dogs, um, some other personal stuff. And, and then this was just like 
just what <laughs> just really just wrecked everything completely. Yeah. So this week we lost uh, our beloved, and I mean that our beloved Charles Grodin, and I, I we adore him. We recently, of course, lost uh, Jessica Walter as well. Such a such a huge loss, and I they they were the the these Jewish grandparent iconic whatever's I've I've lost all of my grandparents and it was like losing it was so weird it was like losing them again uh, in some ways I I took this lot it's so personally I took it so personally well it's something I loved them so like Beethoven I feel like was such a huge thing for us right because it Mm -hmm. was just like such a goofy movie and Beethoven second yeah, and it was just fun. And then Charles Gordon had no business being in this child's movie. He just <laughs> always felt like he was just like so out of place. So like that's why we loved it. We just fell in love with that sort of like his attitude and sort of um, he just has always had this super dry sense of humor. It's just no one has that sort of delivery. I've never known another another person with his sense of humor. With yeah, such it's a just specific... it's so weird. And it's like um, uh, I I hadn't had. Uh, an introduction to Charles Gordon outside of Beethoven, but uh, we ended up going back and watching the SNL when he hosted, right, right, which is a super weird episode. I suggest you go back and watch it. Um, oh, it's, even if it's you're surreal. not a huge fan of SNL, it's 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 just a super old episode, so mm-hmm. it's not even it's not anything like what SNL is now. And my favorite bit outside of the um, what was that? He had some sort of what was the bit at the end that they did. Um, um, oh, you're bad at your job or whatever. <laughs> like he's like, are you bad at your job or whatever? Like they had some like fake commercial. He was it was really good in that. But my favorite bit. Was oh, the Simon and Garfunkel. The Ga- Simon and Garfunkel Garfunkel one where he dressed up as uh, Art Garfunkel and then um, he had this sort of uh, back and forth with uh, Paul Simon on stage, which just they could. There's no way that was planned. There's no way they they actually like rehearsed that because like. He didn't he not want to go to rehearsal. He didn't, go, he didn't show up to rehearsal. I think he was just, <laughs> and that's just like that's just so much like him, right? Like his sort of, I feel like his sort of character, his sort of life has always been like, you know what? I have things to do. <laughs> People demand a lot out of me, uh, and I want to do those things, but at the same time, I really don't. And just, it just he just uh, portrayed and he just um, showed that on screen very well and just translated that and. Just, just a huge loss. Obviously, well, I've written, hugely. I wrote recently that he. I just think he was so beautifully strange. I like such a, such an icon, such a legend in so many ways because of how how strange he was. And and we also are huge fans of. Um, we like Midnight Run, but we also have been watching what was it, The Lonely Guy? Yeah, Lonely Guy. Which, yeah, which is also just an amazing movie. So if you can find that somewhere and watch that, uh, Steve Martin and um, Charles Gordon. Just, just a great movie, and you just get a really good sense of uh, Charles Gordon. Um, another side, I feel like he's he's like not super goofy in that. You see, you see like a more gentle, like a little softer, um, which I really kind liked. of a different role for him. But yeah, he's he's very, I don't know, he's so I've I've never known of anyone like that. Yeah, so yeah, huge We're loss for us. We're like, one definitely one of our favorites. And and um, we're gonna miss him a whole lot, and we're gonna be watching a whole lot of Charles Gordon. Um, so yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week on Come Wander with Me. You can find Dylan on Instagram at Cozy Gothic. You can find me at Morgan Felix with two X's on Twitter, and also at MorganFelix.com. Uh, be sure to follow our socials at Come Wander Pod. Um, we're on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, obviously, uh, and TikTok. TikTok's been. Uh, 
kind to us lately so um you'll be seeing more content on there be sure to uh subscribe on apple podcast and spotify and just touch that subscribe button very gently and if you feel inclined to leave us a nice review on apple Podcasts, we always appreciate it and um yeah check out our youtube channel all of our video content uh you can find it there if you're not on either spotify or uh tiktok just you know just watch us and we'll be very silly and you'll enjoy that and yes yeah, so <laughs> this has been come wander with me sweet dreams Fuck the police. I'm not the police. I'm a fucking artist. And it's a very fine line that separates me from our sick fuck friend. He probably has a PC. Maybe I'm the one who's becoming obsolete. Maybe I'm the PC in this relationship. Maybe this guy is a Mac. Nobody makes me feel obsolete. Nobody makes me feel like a fucking Dell computer and gets away with it.